0: Just on the markets today, we all assumed the U.S. Fed would blow our currency out of the water with another huge rate hike soon. Now, according to the boss there, nothing's been decided yet. Uh, This is the Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell. He was at a U.S. congressional hearing. He said they'd wait for fresh jobs and inflation data before deciding what to do about the next rate decision. So it could be some long nights for us waiting to see those numbers coming through. They come from around midnight our time that could have a good knock-on effect for us. In another part of North America overnight, the Bank of Canada decided to hit the pause button. They'd previously lifted their rates to 4.5%. So, so there are those signs that maybe the work of rate rises has started to be done around the world. But let's check in on what happened in the local market today. And now on Money News, the market wrap. Trade with CMC Markets, the trusted trading platform
1: for over 30 years. Trade your way at cmcmarkets.com.
0: All trading involves risks. Yeah, markets uh, did fall in the last hour of trade today, but they hung onto the gains. The all ordinary is up 10 points to 7514. Maya. Now, Maya surged 15% after it awarded shareholders with a supersized dividend. It posted a more than 100% surge in bottom line net profit in the first half. Maya said it's CBD stores, with the strongest channel increasing 53.7% or 20% on a comparable basis when lockdown periods are excluded, and their shares were up 18% to $1.13. Zero gained on the news that would cut up to 800 jobs to improve profitability, representing about 15% of its total headcount, so zero shares up more than 10% to $87. We see it so often, don't we? Uh, Cuts in uh, the workforce leads to uh, an increase in the share price. Also in the tech space, WeBit Nano hit a fresh high, up 10% to $8.75. It continues its US roadshow. We also had CSL, BHP, and Rio Tinto trade ex-dividend. If you're an eligible shareholder yesterday, you'll get a dividend in your account in the first week of April. So for more on hap- what happened in the markets today. Tony Sycamore's with us, market analyst with IG Australia. Tony, good evening to you.
1: Good evening. Thank you for having me on the show.
0: Yeah, that that Maya result, I mean, you know, it was being given the last rights not long ago. So are we heading back to bricks and mortar retailers? Well, it
1: does feel a little bit that way. I mean, we did get a, a, a heads up that this was going to be a bumper result in a trading update in Jan. Uh, Maya let us know that, that they were absolutely enjoying what was going on in the retail sector. Uh, the thing which propelled the share price higher today was that special dividend which you mentioned. So they're sending cash back to shareholders and for that, the share price was rewarded. Now, as you mentioned, the share price of Maya uh, less we forget was trading at 29 cents back in June 2022 so that gain now above a dollar for the very first time in many many years yep. has been uh, you know absolutely astronomical. Uh, the, the Maya one program driving a lot of that growth yep. as is the increase of their users to that Maya one program so when we talk about whether the bricks and mortar are having a resurgence they definitely are and we know that after two years of being locked up during the pandemic, shoppers are really getting out there they're enjoying being able to walk through stores and that is certainly benefiting Maya.
0: interesting isn't it you talk about your time machine going back a year so if you went back a year and said oh i might buy some Maya shares what would people be saying be going, really? oh,
1: people would have checked you in to see a doctor absolutely <laughs> exactly no <doubt> about
0: that. <laughs> exactly and and in the tech space we've had these layoffs with twitter amazon meta the owner of facebook even apple all losing staff and zero one of our big listed tech companies now laying off more than 800 staff this us trend now an Australian trend, is it?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, when we look at what drives the layoffs in the US, there's a couple of factors there. There was a huge hiring binge during the pandemic to support online shopping, e-commerce, all that type of thing, working from home. Uh, But now these companies are facing declining revenues along with higher interest rates. Um, So while the tech sector here in Australia certainly isn't on the same scale as it is in the US, those same macro headwinds are at work for tech companies here in Australia. And... What we're seeing in the U.S. could become a broader trend here in Australia, but I guess not to the same degree because we just don't have those new economy uh, companies like they do have in the U.S. in the same amount.
0: Yeah, of course, we're watching so much happening overseas to see what what the impact it'll have on us. So U.S. employment numbers coming out at the moment. Uh, What are they going to tell us? Will they confirm another rate hike and, and what effect on the Australian dollar?
1: yeah john look that's a great question um i mean following fed chair Powell's hawkish comments earlier this week markets are absolutely on edge heading into friday's non-farm payrolls release now in the lead-up to that we get two other job market uh indicators the first was the adp employment report which uh printed higher than expected last night and it notoriously understates the size of the non-farm payrolls gain so that warns that we're going to get a stronger number as does the Joltz job opening report, which dropped which dropped last night as well. And all of that says to me that we have some real upside risks to the number that Wall Street is expecting tomorrow night. Now, what that probably plays out in terms of interest rate hikes, well, Fed Chair Powell, he opened the door to a 50 basis point rate hike in March. Previously, the centre of the committee, the speakers had spoken about treading very softly 25 basis points, 25 basis points. They clearly didn't want to step up to a 50 basis point rate hike. But power through all that on its head on Tuesday night. And what we now see is the interest rate market in the US is pricing a 71% chance of a 50 basis point rate hike when the Fed meets again at the end of March. What that means for the Aussie dollar? Well, earlier this week, we saw the RBA governor uh, in his uh, in the AFR... Uh, his speech to the AFR committee um, and also to uh, the the, the RBA board meeting, he was extremely dovish. And I do wonder whether he would have been quite so dovish if he knew that just 12 hours later, Fed chair power was going to be absolutely hawkish. And that is an absolutely dynamite combination for the Aussie to the downside. So you've got a dovish RBA on one hand, and you've got a hawkish Federal Reserve on the other hand. And currencies are driven by interest rate differentials. Well, that suggests that the Aussie has some downside risk heading into these non-farm payroll job data tomorrow night. Yeah,
0: very significant the next couple of nights. I'm a locum here, Tony, so I might get you, someone's on the line here talking about interest rates only impacting a third of the the country, but uh, am I right in saying, obviously a third of uh, people are mortgage holders, but then you have people who are investors who are then, if if they've got a mortgage and they've invested in property, uh, they then would have to face higher rates, and that impacts rents, and then you've got people with business loans, so it's a lot more than just the mortgage holders? isn't it, affected when interest rates go up? Spot
1: on. Absolutely. Look, he, he, Correct. Only 30% of Australians have a mortgage. Uh, the other 30% are renting. The other 30% or, or thereabouts own their own homes. But... When we're talking about interest rates going higher, that obviously affects the mortgage belt, but it also affects rents because if you're a landlord and yeah. you have to pay a higher interest rates on your property, you have to pass that on. So that's what's happening. Rents are going up as well. But it is a blunt tool. It doesn't affect all of the market um, for, 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 for mums and dads still who have teenage, uh, or, or kids in their 20s and early yeah. 30s at home. Those kids in their 20s and 30s are still going out spending. They're having a great time. They're not feeling it, but... If you're a mortgage holder, two kids, and you're uh, you know, you're know looking at your mortgage bill each month, it's going up, and that does play a part in what course.
0: happens to the economy. And the other comment I've got here, which I think you tell is what you were saying, uh, if the US, I mean, China's inflation down, but if the US raises rates to, say, 6%, we'll, we'll have to go up as well, won't we?
1: Yeah, look, I like to think that we're Robinson Crusoe here in Australia, but what we've seen in Europe last week was stickier inflation, uh, the US inflation numbers proved to be a little bit stickier than expected uh, most recently, and potentially they will again next month. Uh, Here in Australia, you have the RBA talking about a pause. Now, our inflation numbers at the end of quarter uh, four 2022 actually accelerated. The RBA are putting a lot of emphasis on this monthly inflation indicator. Now, that only picks up 62% of the basket. It's notoriously unreliable, but here we are, the RBA is saying, look, inflation probably peaked, Well, for me, I want to see what those quarterly numbers say for the March quarter, which drop on April the 26th. So for me, any talk of a pause undermines the RBA credibility until we start to see inflation come down and that is April 26th at the earliest.
0: And those financial review website has a whole range of economists saying very much what you've just said and just finally and quickly if we can the trip to India but people on the line saying that well India wants our coal and our minerals which is obvious they do but we've got the challenge to sell them other things that we're making technology and the rest that's that's what we need to come out of this meeting isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, commodities are obviously very desirable to many, many countries overseas, the Australian commodities. But India recently set the goal of 50% renewable energy and they want 30% of their vehicles to be electric by 2030. So what that means for Australia, potentially we can start to look at some of the uh, climate-related technology, the green energy, which we can potentially uh, partner with India. Also, the huge uh, Indian education market. For me, that's a, a massive, massive... Uh, opportunity for universities here in Australia. Plus, of course, you've got your agricultural side of things as well. So, yeah, look, it's a great relationship to have with India and, and, and it's great that our, um, our, our, our people are getting over there and, and trying to put us on the
0: front foot. Good on you, Tony. Thank you very much for that. Uh, Tony Sigamore there, from uh, he's a market analyst with IG.